Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, September 26th. On this date in 1960, the first ever debate between presidential nominees aired on television from Chicago. Democrat John F. Kennedy and Republican Richard Nixon squared off. On this date in 1990, the Motion Picture Association of America announced a new movie rating, NC-17, to replace the old X rating. And here's your morning trivia question. On this date in 1964, Gilligan's Island premiered on CBS. We knew the captain of the SS Minnow as the skipper, but in the premiere episode, a news report over the radio gave the character's name. Do you remember it? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in with the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at that Tuesday forecast. And good Tuesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Silvine. We're starting out with clouds in the increase this morning. We'll wind up fairly cloudy this afternoon, mainly dry through lunchtime. After that, the chance of a couple of showers will sneak in here. Temperatures today topping out in the low to mid 80s after being near 90 the past couple of days. You notice those temperatures down a little bit due to the clouds. Down even more high tomorrow, 77. Now we will see a little bit better rain chance overnight and during the morning hours, especially tomorrow. Then we trend drier, only a small chance of rain Thursday through the end of the week. By the weekend, more sunshine with highs in the low 80s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. You can never be too prepared. That's what one nurse practitioner at the Department of Health and Environmental Control has to say about spreading awareness of PrEP to South Carolinians. This week, DHEC is hosting virtual webinars for everyone, especially young adults in colleges and universities who might need it the most. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us now with the details on DHEC's PrEP Awareness Week and the benefits it's providing to the community. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Katie and Shelby. Let's start by answering the question for those who aren't aware. What exactly is PrEP? PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis medication, and it's used to prevent HIV infection. Anyone taking the medication would take it before exposure. Tia Robinson is a nurse practitioner for DHEX, STD, HIV, and viral hepatitis division. And she says now that they're not only... Now they not only have one, but two oral medications you can take for PrEP, as well as injectables. What makes PrEP Week unique isn't just the free testing. Medical care providers can attend a lunch and learn seminar this week to help teach their patients about PrEP. And this year, 15 colleges are participating in PrEP Awareness Week across the state. We're partnering with our community-based organizations, and they're providing free HIV testing. And so students who participate and come learn about PrEP can also receive free HIV testing at these events. And so they're learning about sexual health, and they're learning about PrEP, and they're also getting free testing. To see if your college is on the PrEP awareness list, head to our website. We have the times and locations for all of the college testing events. Reporting live in North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Thank you, Destiny. A student has been arrested and another student has been taken to the hospital after a stabbing at Stahl High School in North Charleston. 
Take a look at this. This is video shared with us showing yesterday's aftermath of that altercation between those two students. North Charleston police say a school resource officers responded after hearing reports of a student being stabbed. The school's principal called the fight a targeted incident that was connected to an earlier interaction related to one of the students involved. One student again was taken to the hospital for treatment. The other was detained and charged with having a weapon on school grounds. No identification or age has been announced for the students involved in that incident, but it is under investigation. The school announced there would be an e-learning day today and after-school activities are canceled. Frustrated. That's just one word to describe how some community members feel after an hours-long meeting ended with the Charleston County School Board voting to place a superintendent on paid leave. Our Skylar Hill attended last night's meeting and has more from the reaction of the public. Anybody that was in last night's meeting will tell you it was loud, it was full of tension, but most of all, it had lots of emotion. The board had to go into recess, not once, but twice, just because of how loud it got in the room at times. Superintendent Dr. Eric Gallian took office July 1st, and now he's being investigated for unknown reasons. But we feel disrespected. And Dr. Gallian has not been here 90 days. And you have continued to continue every day to put roadblocks in his way. Last night, board members motioned that the superintendent be put on paid leave until this investigation concludes. The vote was carried out by Charlotte Bailey, Edward Kelly, Keith Kabrowski, Bill Watley, and Pamela McKinney. When the crowd heard the 5-4 outcome, emotions erupted, and some of the board members even left their seats to hug the superintendent. Thank you. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you. The, rest the same five members that voted to put Dr. Gallion on paid leave also voted to not hire the interim chief academic officer, Michelle Simmons. Simmons was just hired over a year ago and has been a part of the district for 24 years. Many believe the decisions made last night were not based on pedigree. It is clear that this is racially motivated. We're seeing it not just here in Charleston, but across the district, I mean, across the state and the nation. Um, black superintendents are getting fired left and right. We've seen anything like the dysfunction and disgrace that was held tonight. Um, just the complete lack of integrity and transparency and their unwillingness to listen to the community. Any new updates that happen to the story, we'll make sure to update Live 5 News. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Schuyler Hill, Live 5 News. And Charleston County School Board member Carol Temple released this statement regarding the majority vote to place Galleon on paid leave. It reads in part, quote, I'm exhausted from finding the devious actions. I don't agree with the actions against Dr. Galleon. It's unjustified. Williamsburg County students are going into a new school year celebrating more successful scores from state testing last year. 2023's SC Ready testing scores have seen a positive upward trend in Williamsburg County for the past three years. In the most recent results, students saw an increase in almost all areas of the SC Ready tests at the district level. Leaders say having about half of the students at each level meeting or exceeding expectations is great news and the first step in getting more students on the same path to success. Back in 2018, the state took control of the district because of financial problems, low grades, and other issues. Right now, there's not a set timeline for when the district will return to local control, but the state says the improving scores are promising and a major part of the decision.
New data shows more tourists are visiting the Charleston area and they are spending more during their trips to the low country. Explorer Charleston says tourism contributed an estimated $12.8 billion to the economy last year. They say the average adult spent just over $1,000 during their trip. Last year, there were 7.68 million visitors to the low country, 250,000 more than the pre-pandemic record. Officials say some driving factors are the expanded flights at the airport, the area's food scene, and new attractions like the International African American Museum. Leaders say they've seen more business-related trips in recent years and attribute that to the ongoing development in the area. Some folks who live on James Island are concerned about an increase of coyotes throughout their community. This comes on the heels of a rise in coyote interactions on Sullivan's Island last month. Those who live in the Lighthouse Point community on James Island say they've recently seen and heard coyotes, sometimes even in broad daylight. Photos recorded on home security cameras show those coyotes on the island, and they're concerning the community about their personal safety and their pets' lives. The president of the Lighthouse Point Neighborhood Association says she reached out to the State Department of Natural Resources and was told there isn't a program that can help them with the situation. Those who live in the area are asking for the town or DNR to step in and help take proactive steps to stop the problem before it gets worse. Biden is traveling to Michigan today where he plans to join striking United Auto Workers on the picket line in a show of solidarity. UAW expanded its walkout against General Motors and Chrysler parent company Stellantis, but not against Ford as the union and automaker make progress toward an agreement. Biden spoke at a meeting with his board of advisors on historically black colleges and universities where he said he would always support the UAW. I think the UAW gave up an incredible amount back when the automobile industry was going under. They gave everything from the pensions on and they saved the automobile industry. <clears throat> and I think that now that the industry is roaring back they should, they should participate in the, in the benefit of that. Former President Donald Trump is also set to head to Detroit to speak to union members tomorrow. Speaking of former president, Trump drew in hundreds of sportsmen boats, hundreds of people to sportsmen boats for a rally in Somerville yesterday. He predicted a record-breaking win in the state of South Carolina. He told the crowd yesterday afternoon that his last two years in office were the two best years South Carolina boat builders and businesses have ever had. There, the Trump campaign rolled out a slew of new endorsements, including from two statewide office holders, Attorney General Alan Wilson and Secretary of State Mark Hammond. The new endorsements come as Trump maintains his sizable lead in polls of South Carolina Republicans, though the state's former governor, Nikki Haley, has gained traction in recent weeks. A vote for crooked Joe Biden is a vote for inflation, taxation, submission, and failure. It's what it is. A vote for Trump is a vote for more jobs, higher wages, and more boats, cars, trucks, and airplanes stamped. Made in America and made in South Carolina. Yesterday, Trump's visit here comes just a couple of days before the second Republican presidential debate. He's planning to skip it as he did the first debate last month. A group of community-based organizations is holding a public forum for the mayoral candidates vying to become the next leader of North Charleston. 
This is free and open to the public, and if you go, you'll be able to ask questions uh, to the candidates about issues related to North Charleston. The forum is today from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Royal Missionary Baptist Church. Here are the 10 candidates all in the running for mayor, former North Charleston Police Chief Reggie Burgess, retired veteran Russell Coletti, retired Summary Court Judge Stephanie Ganaway-Pasley, North Charleston Councilwoman Rhonda Jerome, Curtis Merriweather, former Councilman Todd Olds, Representative Teddy Pryor, John Singletary, Reverend Dr. Samuel Watley, and Jesse Williams. So at the beginning of the show, I mentioned the premiere of Gilligan's Island on this date in 1964. The skipper's name was only mentioned in the very first episode. It was Jonas Grumby. You're a classic TV guru if you remember that detail. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, weakest link host Ann Robinson is 79. Little House actress Melissa Sue Anderson is 61, and young Sheldon's Zoe Perry is 40. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.